0: Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger.
1: And I'm Ethan Canfield.
0: Today is June 17th, 2021.
1: And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. It is midsummer right now. Ethan and I are currently away at summer camp, so you are hearing a pre-recorded episode. Uh, episodes come out bi-weekly now, every other yep. week. So get hyped! We're going to see some episodes from Marissa, uh, one of our uh, our chief marketing officers here at The Young Perspective. Some other people are going to be helping over the summer. So get hyped! Make sure
1: also to be checking out our newsletters that are coming out. There should be one that came out came out a few weeks ago for June and maybe one another few weeks for July.
0: Join our mailing list at the young net.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. But back to the episode today, we're talking about ranked choice voting and why does this apply? Well, well, it applies because New York City is actually having their first mayoral primary election using ranked choice voting. So, Josh, what does that actually mean?
0: Well, before we even get into ranked choice voting, I can't believe that elections are going on again. The election, the presidential election last year was quite contentious, and I think we're all recovering from that. Um, That was very emotionally tolling. Definitely. But we're out of that. And now we're on to other elections because democracy lives on. And in New York, we have big, big names like Andrew Yang running for mayoral seat, which is uh, currently taken by Bill de Blasio. And uh, critics say that it is likely for the Democrats to win again. But before the general election can happen in early November of this year, of 2021, we the Democrats and the Republicans have to decide who their two main candidates are going to be. There are 13 Democratic candidates right now, and there are two Republican candidates. Who are the two candidates going to be, one from each party? Well, it all comes down to ranked
1: choice voting. Ranked choice voting is this idea that, when you vote for a candidate in an election you don't actually just vote for that candidate you're going to be voting for all the other candidates that go along with it this means that you're going to be voting for your first place person this person you really want to win and then your next place your second place vote and then your third place and fourth place and so on in this particular election in new york they're allowing you to vote for up to five candidates uh you can vote for all five of them you can rank your list or you can vote for just one of them uh however if you choose to vote for you know, two or three or five, then what ends up happening, if that no one actually reaches a majority uh, in the actual first round of voting, they go and they tally up all the votes for the first list, the first person on top that you voted for. If no one actually reaches a 50% majority with that tally, then they eliminate the person at the very bottom of the list uh, out of all the candidates who, and if they, whoever has the least amount of votes, they eliminate them and all the people who voted for them as their number one, their second place votes go around. And then now it keeps happening until someone
0: eventually reaches a 50% majority. So nobody reaches majority. The bottom candidate with the least votes is eliminated. The people who voted for that candidate who was eliminated, their second choice votes are added to other candidates who, who who they voted for in second choice. And then if nobody gets a majority again, they eliminate the next bottom guy. And they keep doing that until they have majority. Is that right, Ethan? Exactly. What's interesting about this is that you don't have to vote for five people on, when you fill out your voting sheet. You can only vote for one if you so please. Um, but one of the main issues critics bring up is that if every person only votes for one, then the system doesn't work at all because there is no way to do the second round or third round or fourth round um, allocation of votes to other candidates. These people didn't pick second round candidates. People didn't pick second choices or third choices. So the, the bottom candidate would be eliminated, but then the, those people who voted for the bottom candidate wouldn't go to any other candidates and nothing would change. They, those votes would just be eliminated because the people did not choose the second choice. So that's why it's very important in this system for people to, to do, to choose at least three out of the five candidates.
1: Right. But that's not really going to happen. It makes no sense for people to not choose to vote for more than one person. It's not like they have to go and vote on another day or fill out another ballot. All they have to do is write a couple extra names on a few other lines. It's really not uh, much harder. It just takes you thinking about it beforehand. Who do you want to vote for? How do you rank your candidates? Uh, Uh, Well, well, maybe not everyone is going to actually end up doing this majority of people have. And then we can see this actually in other elections. This is not just something that's used just in New York. It's actually been previously used in places like Maine. They have it for local, state and even federal elections. And it's also been used in places like Oakland and San Francisco in the past and actually is going to probably be implemented in Alaska next year.
0: Wow. So what's interesting about uh, the the one in Maine in particular, they did a ranked choice voting for the presidential election. They are allocated however many seats in the Electoral College, it's probably three or four or something small. And people did the ranked choice voting uh, for to decide who the electoral college members from that state were going to go to, whether they're going to go to Biden, Trump or Democrat or Republican. So they weren't deciding on the whole election like the ranked choice voting is in New York City, but they're deciding on who these who this state's electoral college sheets are going to go to.
1: Right. We've seen in all these other places that have ranked choice voting is that it works. You don't have the problem, like like Josh said, where everyone chooses to only vote for one candidate. Obviously, that still happens, but it seems like the majority of people actually do enjoy and prefer voting for more than one person because it allows them to pick a bunch of different people and allows them to actually vote for who they actually really want to vote for him first and then have some backups in case that person doesn't end up winning. Um, and this prevents something like happening, like happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, Jill Stein, and Donald Trump in the presidential election. What ended up happening was that you had someone named Jill Stein that was an independent who some people who didn't like Hillary Clinton chose to vote for her instead because she was more uh, liberal than uh, conservative. So people who didn't like Hillary thought, well, let's vote for Jill Stein. And what ended up happening is that those votes actually took away from Hillary. It seems like if those people hadn't voted for Jill Stein, Hillary could have actually won. But because they voted for her, those votes took away from Hillary and Trump won. Now, a lot of people didn't actually want Trump to win. Uh, The majority, the popular vote didn't actually vote for Trump. And so this prevents something where an unfavorable candidate ends up winning because someone chooses someone who has a, a a less likely chance of winning. And so this... Because of this, people say, oh, you know, don't vote for someone who has no chance of winning. Don't throw away your vote. Vote for someone who has a good chance of winning, uh, like a big name person.
0: Right. If people had voted for Hillary Clinton instead of Jill Stein, Hillary Clinton wouldn't have gotten like 1.2 million more votes um, in key states. And Hillary Clinton could have won because the people who had voted for Jill Stein would have p- been the people that were going to vote for Hillary Clinton otherwise. You know, if they hadn't been voting for Jill Stein, they would have been voting for Hillary. Those were her voters. In a ranked choice system, uh, they would have voted for Jill Stein, she would have been eliminated, and then those votes would have gone to Hillary because they, Hillary would have likely been their second choice.
1: Right. Now, how this plays out in election, let's say like a mayoral election, well, you can decide well, I really don't like this person. So I'm going to put them really far down my, my list or not at all on my list. But, you know, I have a couple of people who maybe I like one of them a little bit more, but I'm okay with some other person as well. Maybe you have someone who maybe isn't a big name person who has probably a small chance of winning, but and that, who has a small chance of winning and that you wouldn't normally vote for, but because you now can make sure your vote is still counted, uh, you can have a safety option, the, the big name that you're okay with, down below in your second or third choice, and you can have your person who you really want to win in your first choice, and that's actually encourages voters to really vote for who they want to vote for.
0: We talked about earlier a little bit about how there's a fear that people are not going to fill out all five or at least three of five of uh, of the people that they have the ability to fill out on the uh, on the ballot because we need people to fill out multiple. P- need people to rank their choices but more than one choice in order for the election in the, the ranked choice voting system to work uh, and, and there are studies that show that a disproportionate number of black Democrats uh, particularly older people uh, men particularly they do not fill out multiple people on on the ballot and that can, has a possibility to hurt the election system
1: right and what that does it gives certain groups who are going to fill out the entire, ballot form and list all of their ranked choice votes, that gives them a higher power over groups that maybe wouldn't do this. It gives their votes more power because they can actually choose to have a backup vote that's going to be counted versus someone who doesn't have the backup vote, their vote is going to get thrown away. And that's why it matters that we get everyone to actually vote. New York City paid $15 million in voter education uh, back in April to basically get everyone to know how to do rank choice voting they're switching from a completely different system and so they want to make sure that they want to make sure that all of their voters know how to rank choice vote and they want to make sure that they're educated on how to do it most people once you actually sit down and talk with them explain the system to them if they didn't want to do it in the past now once you have a conversation with them they're okay with it because it's not like you're making them vote for someone they wouldn't normally vote for it's just a way of making sure that they have uh back of votes it's actually not much harder it just takes you figure out how to do it and to learn about it so that's why it makes it's really important that new york did this education plan to make sure all their voters knew how to do the votes
0: and this public education uh initiative that new york was was pushing for has been successful uh polls are showing that people do understand ranked choice voting and people are happy about it in 2019 the citizens of new york actually chose to do ranked choice voting in a referendum. Two thirds of the city's population uh, have voted for doing ranked choice voting, which I thought was a very high. It's, It's rare in election that you have two thirds of people in this place vote for something. New York is the largest city in the country. After they have pioneered something in the coming years, we're gonna see a lot more cities follow in suit switching to ranked choice voting.
1: Look, it's just the mayoral election and it's just the primary of it. In the future, in November, when they actually have the real election for mayor, it's not going to be in place. It's not going to be ranked choice voting. It's going to be normal voting, but you have to start somewhere. And this is definitely a big step for people who are pro ranked choice votes. I think it's a great idea. I think it makes sense. There really aren't too many big uh, cons to it, just the idea that people maybe won't do it. But in the future, as more and people, as more cities and states start to use this, it's going to basically end up. Uh, just becoming normalized and everyone's going to use it.
0: Thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of the young perspective. This concludes the episode. Uh, remember we're out for the summer, but you can always find us uh, coming back in August. You can find more of the young perspective and sign up for the newsletter at the Find us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. We're going to be kind of inactive on Instagram over the summer, but you can still look for our old content there. Thank you everybody for listening. And remember,
1: this was the young perspective.